You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. Today, we will be vibing with Zeneca and talking about how to build effective solutions with NFTs. Um, the NFT space is quite big and also quite small. So if you come into the NFT space and you ask around and say, who are some of the founders that you really admire in the NFT space? Zeneca will be one of them. You will hear his name literally everywhere. And he is here with me today. How exciting. And we're going to be talking about how to build effective solutions um, using NFTs. And not just with, you know, when we think effective solutions, a lot of people think, oh, maybe um, just PFPs or maybe community or maybe um, using it as a token for something. We're going to be covering everything from art to tokens, to community, and every other application that we can think of, well, as much as the time allows us, right? <laughs> because we want you to win. Welcome, Zeneca. Thank you so much for um, coming on the NFT Talk Show podcast. I appreciate you. How are you? No, I appreciate you as well for having me here, and, and what a wonderful intro. I am, I'm well, very excited to be here and, and excited to talk, to talk all things NFTs and uh, yeah, see where the conversation takes us. All right, awesome. So before we jump into it, um, you know, for those who may be new to NFTs and are not very deep in the community, can you just kind of give us a little brief intro into, first of all, who Zeneca is, and then second of all, what Zeneca Academy, because you do have an academy where you educate um, what Zen Academy does. And I just gave your academy a new name, Zen Academy. <laughs> Trust me, Zeneca Academy happens uh, a lot, but it, yeah. So I'll, uh, just zooming out, me, I, I got into this space about 18 months ago, so early 2021. Before that, I was a professional poker player, which I did for about 15 to 17 years. That was that was my only sort of quote-unquote job or, or way to earn an income. And then getting into NFTs, it was, you know, exciting and fun and crypto. And, you know, it was all about trying to make money and, and trade. And I think that's what attracts most people at the, at like, at least to begin with, you know, a lot of people fall in love with the space for lots of other reasons. But I would say that like 80, 90% plus of people first get into crypto because they're like, oh, it's, it's a way to make money. And I was, I was no different. And then I spent several months sort of losing money <laughs> as most people do to begin with. But then, uh, yeah, really everyone does the cost of tuition, especially last year and earlier. But eventually, you know, was able to find some success trading NFTs. It was, you know, a crazy bull market last year. Did that for a while and then also started creating content. So I started a newsletter, a podcast, uh, a Discord server, YouTube channel eventually. And I really fell in love with that. And I, I really wanted to lean more into that. And it was sort of like trying to step away from trading so much and more into content. Mm -hmm. And that's where Zen Academy came from. It was, you know, I was trying to think about, well, you know, how do you, how can I make a career out of this? How can I make this everything I do? And well, then I need to make some sort of income or money. And like the traditional routes for content creators is, a patreon or a you know yeah. you get sponsorships and ads and those are those are good those are fine and great and they work well in web 2 but i thought well this is web 3 let me just experiment with sort of an nft a token model 
And that's basically what Zen Academy was at first. It was an experiment and it still is a living experiment, but I think it's uh, it's going, yeah, I'm really happy with how it's going. And, and the whole idea and goal of it was to bring people together who resonated with my content and wanted to be part of a community of people that were uh, serious about the space and wanting to learn and, and really a strong focus on education. That's why the name Zen Academy. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we've been doing for the last almost a year it's been since we launched. Beautiful. So um, I'll give a little backstory of how me and you got to talk. <laughs> um, you had put out a tweet um, in, I think it was in your newsletter, right? And you had mentioned um, how to build like from scratch, like sliding mm. the DMs and literally doing everything bit by bit by bit. And I read it and I was like, wait a minute, somebody's actually being honest. What's up with that? Because <laughs> a lot of people pretend that, you know, this magic just happens and nothing else. Oh, I don't slide in DMs. I'm too cool for that. But you were very, very upfront about the fact that you build step by step by step. And it, I found that very, very refreshing. And um, I was like, hey, okay, <laughs> who are you and why are you being honest in, the, in this space? So what has that been like? Um, I know one content creation can be a lot of work, but if you find it very fulfilling, um, it can also be, you know, very profitable, right? Um, and for you, you've been able to not just content create, you've also been able to build a, a large community. You have like a huge community around your content. What has the process been like um, for you building that community? Yeah, you sort of said it there when it's like you, you have to love it and you have to sort of enjoy what you do because I, I never set out to build a community. I never set out to create content. I didn't even think of myself as a content creator until several months into the journey. And actually just today, someone uh, wrote a thread. I think they just like went back and looked at sort of my earliest tweets and, and were just trying to mm -hmm. dissect how I went from, because I started my account in March last year to like 300,000-ish Twitter followers. and I was really, I love the thread and it was very flattering, but also just interesting to see some of my earliest tweets because they pulled out like yeah. the very first tweet I ever made was sort of me just trying to like retweeting a promotion, trying to get an airdrop to something that I don't even remember. And then for the first two months, it was just a lot of tweeting, getting very little engagement. No one was really, you know, it was nothing like that. Uh, and then eventually I just started tweeting stuff or creating stuff that was resonating with people and bit by bit it, it, evolve from there and i think one of the biggest things was making sure you in you a love what you do because it never felt like work yeah. and then b just engage with people and and really build those relationships because if you're trying to if you are trying to create content and, and make a living out of it if you are trying to create a community it's it, a community is just a lot of one-to-one -one relationships at the end of the day and uh, the more that you can do and the more that you can sort of spend time with people answering questions asking questions being genuinely interested in their lives and, and trying to help people is is to me the best way to sort of build a community and uh yeah for like for many 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 months in a row it was just that was that was my life i just lived it i loved it and uh now it's just grown into this i don't know it's very surreal to think about where it is all come <laughs> but it was it, and it was not the intention from the beginning but now we're here and i'm like all right this is i feel very blessed that every day i wake up and can do what i love so yeah yeah. So you mentioned just now that, you know, when you first started, you were getting very little engagement and then um, 
you started tweeting something else. So what was that something else? What what did you pivot to to start to grab people's attention? Because I, I think a lot of times in the space, um, a lot of us blame the algorithm. <laughs> like, darn you, Twitter <laughs> algorithm, you suck. <laughs> um, but yeah. again, I also understand that you know you have to know you you have to know your audience, and you've figured that part out, mastering who your audience is and giving your audience um, what they want in order for them to react to what it is. So what was the pivot? What was it that you did differently? Yeah, you're right. The algorithm is, <laughs> it's not the best, but it's, uh, so, so the, for me, the pivot was, and, and I think there were several things that went into it, but the biggest thing was I started tweeting out these daily floor price updates of, of the floor prices uh -huh. of NFT collections, because going back to say June last year, that information was just not available anywhere. OpenSea didn't have floor prices. There were none of these websites like NFT nerds or NF, uh, was it flips.nft, uh, floor app none, none of those existed so if you wanted to sort of see what your nfts were worth you had to manually go to OpenSea. you had to find the collection it didn't even sort by price low to high by default so you had to go and do that and i was just for my own personal portfolio management tracking that stuff myself in a in a, in a excel spreadsheet or google sheet and then one day i had a friend who was like hey wouldn't it be great if if we had that and i was like well i've, I've kind of got that for my collections let me just tweet it out and see what people say and it really blew up uh, and so I think that the sort of the, the, the message there is trying to find something that other people value and that maybe it saves people time, saves them the time of having to look it up themselves. It's interesting. It's it's just something that people want to share with other people in the network and then doing it consistently and engaging with people, uh, replying to other big accounts is a really good way to sort of help the algorithm find you and, and to um highlight your tweets and to get on other people's radar is another thing but at the core of it uh if you are trying to build a following an audience a community just think about it from how you can help others how you can add value to other people's lives and and okay. uh you know save people time and money is the end of the day what time or money or money you said replying to um bigger accounts so you mean like when they post just reply yeah, but not just reply. So I think a lot of people fall in the trap of like, oh, a big account repost and it'll just reply LOL or like something which is oh, doesn't yeah. really add okay, much. Something meaningful. But if you, something meaningful. And which, which, because yeah. the, the thing is, uh, especially when you're starting out, let's say you have 200 followers or 1,000 followers or 20 followers. If you tweet, very few people are going to see it. But if you reply to someone who has 100,000 followers, okay, now maybe you get thousands of people seeing it. But if your reply is is just like a nothing reply, no one's going to follow you or think twice. But if you reply with something that's thoughtful, interesting, funny, whatever it is, it, it makes you stand out. That's when people will be like, oh, okay, who is this person? I'm going to go check out their profile. I'm going to see what they've tweeted about. And then maybe they follow you and you just keep doing that over and over. It's the best way to build a build a following. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. Um, so you have been able to build an effective solution with Zen Academy. Um, you educate about NFTs and you have a community that um, you know, also helps other people, right? Um, so let's say I'm somebody that's just starting out and I'm looking at NFTs. We're in a bear market and everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, my bags are down. <laughs> Why all is this non <laughs> it's like all day, right? Why is this non-fungible token worth even looking at at this point? Why should I care? What would you tell them? I would say that an individual non-fungible token or a collection, uh, the vast majority are not worth looking at, not worth anything, and most people shouldn't care about them. But uh, if you sort of 
go one level deeper and look at NFTs as a technology, that's when things really get interesting. And that's what I think people should be caring about and focusing on because at its essence, it allows us to own digital assets. And we've been able to do that for a while with cryptocurrency and sort of people started slowly wrapping their heads around that. But now that NFTs are sort of a, a more prominent part of the, the conversation, you can now own things that are not just currencies. You can own art, you can own collectibles, you can own in-game items and just regain a lot of this ownership, which is it's it's hard to wrap your head around, but once you do, mm -hmm. it really is a game changer. And I think that as time goes on, we're, we can all agree that our lives are moving even more into the digital world, the digital space, you know, over oh, yeah. the last 10, 20 years, we got iPhones came the along, metaverse. media, the metaverse, yeah. yeah. And AR, VR, all of these things are coming along. And to me, it's 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 like inevitable. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, it, I'm, I hate that. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. But just because you hate something doesn't mean it's not going to sort of move in that direction. So I think exactly. the best thing you can do is understand it and then use it to your advantage uh, and just like make peace with the way the world is going. And then uh, yeah, understanding it is is the most important thing. Yeah, people hated the internet, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People hate all me. new technology. There's always some people yeah. who are slow to adopt. People people hate adopt. change. Yeah, I, I feel like I know for sure NFTs are not going anywhere. Um, yeah. I know they're here to stay. I know I've seen some amazing things being done in the past one year just using the, um, the tech. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, again, in terms of, like, building effective solutions, if I'm somebody kind of you know, sitting on the fence and looking like, okay, what can I do with this token? If you had to break NFT, the NFT space, right? If you had to break it down into four categories, we know there are more. <laughs> mm. If you had to break it down into four main categories, right? Like, okay, let me just mm. narrow it down and break it down into four categories. So that's, those are the four categories I look at starting out in mm -hmm. first. What would be your four categories? Yeah, it's Big question. Uh, all right. So I would say <laughs> PFPs is like a category of its own. Uh, mm -hmm. And I would say that PFPs and membership clubs, because they're basically the same. It, yeah. you, if you buy PFP, you're part of a club. Uh, that's one. Uh, two is art. I think that is a huge category. Uh, three is yeah. gaming. That is a huge yeah. category and it's growing. Uh, and four, I would just say other. It's like all of the other little things that, you know, like collectibles is a huge category, but it's sort of like it's part of part with PFPs and other categories. Um, there's music. There's there's a whole bunch of other things. That like just general meta. Like me maybe metaverse is the biggest four category. Metaverse. I'm a, I'm of the mind that all all of this is part of the metaverse anyway. So I'll just say, what do I say? PFPs and and community, uh, art, gaming, and other. Okay. All right. Should I give you mine? I'm, I'm cheating <laughs> with the other, but yeah. All right. I'd love to hear yours. <laughs> we were close. You we, you were there. Like you were like mm. birth three for four, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So mine mm -hmm. are again PFP, which is equal to community, and um, mm -hmm. and you have the number one. Um, and then you have gaming, obviously, mm -hmm. but I, I read an article yesterday, um, about how gamers have won and the resistance to NFTs and, <laughs> you know, they were very yeah. like, 
no NFTs. We're not doing it. You guys want to suck the life out of us. Mm. Um, and then there was this article that said they've won the argument against NFTs. I was like, you guys are jokers. They're going to build these things into these games and you just won't know it's an NFT you're interacting with. Um, yep. So gaming is still definitely one of them. And for me, my um, fourth, I guess, is um, again, I'll put I'll put music under art because it's still in the mm. arts, right? I'm cheating right now. <laughs> so let's put music under art. World so cheating, my fourth yeah. <laughs> one, I think, would be um, ticketing. I think that's going to oh, be Oh, yeah, huge. that's a good one. I yeah. think ticketing, ticketing is, and like loyalty seen, cards are kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be huge because we're seeing it right now. Like um, the Wild Gala, Art, ba um, Art Basel is coming up. Mm. And you have to get your token proof. You have to prove that you're, you know, a holder. And they did that NFT NYC too, right? And a mm. lot of other NFTs are doing that where if you hold the NFT, maybe this NFT will get you um, season passes to the Lakers game. Right. And when mm -hmm. you get to the door, they scan your NFT and then you get in and yep. it has all your information, your your seat for the season, the row. And you can um, let's say I'm done. I don't feel like going to the, the Lakers game anymore. I can sell it and yes. then somebody else takes over it. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a big use case um, for NFTs. Right. Um, but we're yeah, I think so. I think we're, we're going to get there. We're just we just need to get over this phase of the bear market and then the FUD. <laughs> There's yeah. been like a whole lot of um <laughs> a whole lot of FUD oh gosh for NFTs. Um but yeah you've even through the FUD you've been able to maintain a vibrant community that still believe in you know everything you're trying to do. What has that how have you been able to do that? I'm curious. I think because ooh, I mean no doubt like engagement is down and lower and a lot of people that were in the community and say january or november last year have left the space but that's across the board uh, i actually i feel like we're a little I, I feel a lot better about where we are now than where we were in the bull market mm -hmm. because the the people that are still here like i think we've sort of like flushed out a lot of the people that were not truly understanding of the tech and they're just trying to make yeah. trying to get rich quick trying to make a quick buck yep. and there's nothing wrong with that like everyone you know everyone wants to try and get rich quick but the reality is that most people are, are going to fail and just not succeed you have to get very lucky uh to get rich quick that, that it really is a lot of luck and so the people that were not truly passionate about this space have largely Ooh. left or checked out and they'll probably come back in a few years when things pick pick up again but the people who are still here largely speaking are the ones that are like really dedicated to learning to investing in themselves to making connections and networking and relationships and building and uh so yeah just like for us we've just stuck around like we've just not really changed much of what we're doing it's just creating mm -hmm. content engaging with the community having events uh you know every single day we just turn up and uh you know as new people enter the space occasionally they'll find their way to zen academy and we grow the community slowly and and organically, and I'm I'm thrilled with the, with the pace that we're going at. So yeah, we haven't really changed that much from from bull market to bear market. Awesome, awesome, and you're you're still here. I know a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people have left, and not just that you're still here. You're still here. You're still building. You're still active. Um, you know, because there are some people that are still here but not here. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, you said you do events. Um, so what does your what does a typical Zen Academy event look like? Mm. So we have uh, online events and then we have in-person events. So online, mm -hmm. we have 
a whole variety of things. We have like Twitter spaces where we have on Thursdays, we have thankful Thursdays. That's coming up in a few hours, actually, where it's just like a, a space of gratitude for people to come and talk about things that are a little more like meaningful in life other side from NFTs. And then on Sundays, we have another space on like this week in NFTs. That's like very focused on the news. Uh, in the Discord, we have like poker nights, movie nights, or the trivia, all the special just just all the sorry, not special, all the regular just fun events. Uh, we have founders yeah. calls. So twice a week, anyone in the community who's a founder comes into a, a Google video meet and we just chat and we break off into breakout rooms and talk about you know a different topic of the week. Last last time we oh, did nice. it was marketing. This week it's royalties. Uh, we have yeah, we have orientation starting soon. And so we're trying to do more like in events, just trying to get people to meet each other and hang out. And then in in real life, it it really just varies. We we don't have like one massive big event that we're working towards. It's if there's we usually just tack on to like you know NFT NYC. If if a lot of people are there, yeah. we'll go and have a side event. Um, in in Vegas, we were there this last week. Uh, we did a side event. But one thing we do is we try and make them just on brand and part of like the type of culture and community we have. So Zen Academy, it's about learning. Uh, it's about being you know meaningful and mindful and having conversations and connecting with people so in nft nyc for example everyone is having you know parties that you know they go out open yeah. bar drinking dancing music which is great <laughs> and fun but we had our event in a book club well, not a book club a bookshop oh nice which we we rented out the bookshop and had set up some tables and people came there was food there was um there was drinks and people just had conversations it was like three o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon unfortunately i couldn't attend because i had covid but i <laughs> i saw pictures oh. and, and it, <laughs> my, my amazing team was there so yeah you know we we just try and do things that are on brand and like just try to get people together and meeting each other and having conversations and trying to escape just a little bit of the chaos again yeah i feel you i i like to see i was saying the same thing when um I went to New York and I was like, you know what, next year, I'm not going to do anything that's like super crowded. I'm going to do more of like the intentional, smaller setting, mm. because when you really think about it, if you go to like the super crowded party party stuff, what do you really leave with besides a good time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I exactly. feel like we're in the building, you know, it's like, okay, if I want to have a good time, I'll just go to a club. Right. Mm. Um, we're in the building stages. This is like the building stages. We're like in the foundation lane stages um, of NFTs. And I feel like I think there weren't enough of those type of events. I wish I knew about yours then because I would have definitely shown up for that because um, that's like, you know, more my vibe. Like I want to mm. network smartly. Right. Um, yeah. And network with people with like minds that want to build something fantastic in the space um you know my vibe is more like art <laughs> you know but even if it's art i still think about okay i i'm in the nft space and we're going to talk about art in a second because <laughs> you cannot come on the nft talk show podcast and not talk about art no. I love it. <laughs> um you know so sometimes i think about it and i and i look at the space and i'm like okay, this person is building this, this person is building that, this person, but um, what are we building for art? And it's not too many mm. things being built for art. And I'm starting to take note of it. Like, okay, when you think art, what ends up being built for art is a marketplace. Mm. But what solutions are we really building out there for artists to be able to sustain? And there are not too many mm. of that. And it's, you know, always been in the back of my mind, like, you know what, if I, um, had the resources that's what i would do because as an artist i know what our limitations are in the space and i and i'm 
exposed to a lot of artists. Some have left. You know, I gotta, I gotta mm. eat. I gotta make a living. Like this is not sustainable for me. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and you can't hundred percent blame them, right? No, because, not at all. You know, it's really you tough. Put food on as the well. table. Yeah, it is yeah. tough. You know, got to put on. So when I see situations like that, I think to myself, what solutions can we build, right, to help artists? sustain and mm. it's not just you know um sustain in terms of like buying their art sustain in terms of you know helping them know how to market themselves um a lot of artists don't even have their own website which i am so against <laughs> i'm yeah. like you don't have no. a website what no you have yes. to have your own website, in 2022 you know? yeah oh yeah you know but then again a lot of them a lot of some of the artists you see in the nft space like nfts actually is what gave them hope you know that oh this skill that i have that i've been creating with i can actually make a living from it and it's such mm. a it was so beautiful to see last year like everybody getting so excited artists feeling like rejuvenated i i was in the spaces where um um somebody was talking about oh i've had these pictures in my hard drive collecting dust for like 10 years and i cannot <laughs> believe i can actually you know get it out there and i think those type of um situations I'll say it's what kind of motivates me to say I'm still here because I probably, and I wouldn't build, I wouldn't build, I have to stay, <laughs> you know? So yeah. for you um, in educating um, about NFTs, what are the, again, I'm gonna do the whole top, let's do top four things you think that people seek um, in educating um, about NFTs? Cause you're gonna have people that come to you and go, oh, I wanna learn about this or how do I do this? Mm. What are the top four things that you see that you feel like get asked about the most? So I've been asked this question a lot and the answer is that there's not a top four things. It's like every person is gonna have a different list mm -hmm. and it's usually 50 questions long. And that's that's the difficulty that we face <laughs> when we talk about uh, how do you onboard people? It's like, everyone's gonna have different goals. Everyone's gonna come from a different point. So some people are interested yeah. in making money. They're like, how can I make money? How, what do I need to learn for that? Other people are talking about their creators and they wanna like, well, they just really wanna learn. How can they create something and, and build a community and the community building? And so, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really tough to answer. I would say really just stripping it back to the very beginning though, people wanna know what an nft is like a lot of people have heard it but they, they just don't even understand like what is an nft uh what is a yeah. blockchain and those two go hand in hand obviously but there's still so many people out there they've heard of bitcoin they've heard of maybe ethereum and eth and, and they've heard of nfts but they don't really understand what a blockchain is uh i just uh, siri just turned on for some reason i don't know what i said but i'm gonna turn siri <laughs> Hi, off siri, siri can <laughs> be right. so rude sometimes <laughs> i know my siri is my Siri is so funny. I'll go, hey Siri, and um, Siri, <laughs> and I'm like, really? That's not funny. Welcome me. <laughs> yeah, uh, AI is AI is yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's gonna be scary yeah. in a few years. It is amazing. It's it's a group. It will be. It will be. I, yeah. I, I this is another thing. I think I'm gonna we're gonna start seeing being built out in with NFTs where you can get an NFT and it'll be. Um, I think Jadu does something like that with their mm. um Uvas. The NFT can and create art not just even create art be like your personal assistant that mm -hmm. follows you around yeah. you know um let's yeah. call it 
beery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beery get my cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, 100%. Hey, There's another project. <laughs> Alethea, I think they're doing. They've been doing something similar. They've actually been around since twenty seventeen yeah. or twenty eighteen. But yeah, AI and NFTs match made in heaven. I think, and we're going to see more. I, I think so in that too. Space. I, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I, like I said, you know, there's there's still so much. Like every single day, um, you know, for the longest time, the top example of NFTs has been like the board eight yacht club when you mm. ask somebody even 10 year olds or 12 year olds you know what an NFT is? oh is it those monkey jpegs you know yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I'm <mean>. like well <laughs> there are other <laughs> things that this technology can be used for and is being um is being used for um so we're gonna circle back to um again community because you mentioned about um mm. building building community I want you to just kind of share how important is it i know it's important to build community but within the nft space how important is it to build the community can somebody get away with not having a community and build things out and just kind of like fluff <laughs> can you get away I with mean, building things out without a community it depends on what you're building and, and what your mm -hmm. goals are uh, but i think that community is it's basically become like a, a cliche at this point it's a trite word everyone's been throwing it around for over a year community, yeah. community, community. <laughs> but it's that way for a reason because it's so powerful and so much of what web3 is is giving the power back into the hands of individuals who can then band mm -hmm. into communities versus companies corporations governments and so i think it is i would say for the vast majority of people and projects if you want to find yeah true and significant success you probably need to figure out how to build a strong community around whatever it is that you're doing but it doesn't necessarily have to be if you're building just a product or a service or a tool then i mm -hmm. uh, i don't think you need a community around it so you know there's no there's not really a community around um OpenSea as a marketplace it's just everyone uses exactly. it exactly now that blur has dropped um People might be using that. I'm part yes, of that team. Blur. Um, so wait. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> let's talk about that before we, you know, before the hour goes up. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Blur. So I did go and claim my, <laughs> mm, you're claim my airdrop. Um, and I thought it was mm. pretty cool. I got a legendary and a rare. Nice. But yeah, what about Blur? Tell us a little bit about Blur. And I thought it was yeah. pretty cool how um with Blur, like when you want to list the NFT, you can actually list from the blur um interface on OpenSea on looks rare and yeah i yep. couldn't figure out what the round one was was that third uh, one was. Was like, x2 y2 i'm pretty sure oh that's why one. i didn't know who they were uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the <Norales> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah okay so, yeah sounds like <laughs> yeah i mean blur is i i invested in their seed round i think in like december last year so it was a while ago mm -hmm. and then in april or like March, April, they they reached out and they were like, we're looking for someone to help with like community growth and engagement mm -hmm. and, and some strategy. And are you interested? And I was, I said, no, <laughs> because at that point I, I really wasn't, I was like, I've got my own stuff and I don't really like yeah. to tie my name to a single project. But uh, the person who, who was connecting us is like, I think you should really just take a call with the founder of Blur and have a conversation. I did that. And I was just basically blown away and really got on well with him and saw that he was trying to build something to, elevate the space deliver a product or a service yeah. that was like really adding value and you know one thing led to another and i ended up joining the team because i really love what they were doing and 
about six months later, here we are where they've actually, they've been in private beta for a while. And so what, what Blur is, it's like a combination of a marketplace plus an aggregator. Mm -hmm. So you can list on Blur, but you can also list on other marketplaces. Yeah. And then it also has like some, some analytics and stuff involved as well. So it's really designed for, I guess, a little more it's advanced traders, cool, whereas OpenSea is for beginners, but it is cool. Yeah, I really, obviously, yeah, I'm biased. Cool. But I really like, like it. You can check floor price by trades you can check mm -hmm. what your um what your what's that thing called rank or whatever yep <laughs> you can rarity check ranks things, yeah like your rarity rank um and the i think the coolest part for me was like the floor price by trade like it'll list mm. all the trades and they'll say this is the floor price for this trade and so within good. that collection and yeah. i was i had fun with it i was you know on it yesterday um yeah. not just to claim the airdrop but just kind of navigate and see how it works and yeah i was like oh this is pretty innovative um yeah. so would blur be more geared towards like um the pfp projects or do you think yeah. eventually it's going to be for everything else i think uh eventually it'll be for everything but i think that it's just generally for uh people who maybe want to trade a little more or have a more mm -hmm. advanced trading experience it's not really designed for at least at the moment for like i mean i, I think for art it's it's a little different because you might need to better better display to view it on something like super rare yeah OpenSea is not great for art either but there are other platforms where you can view art and i think we'll probably have a a singular marketplace that where people will go to sort of like browse and look mm -hmm. at art Sip. And I think like gaming NFTs is another one where it's great yeah. to have a place where you can trade them, but sometimes you might want to see them in like a 3D environment or, you know, equip them before yes. you decide whether you buy them. So we're going to see a lot of innovation, but uh, at the moment it's, it's a really good aggregator and just general marketplace. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. Kudos um, did a really good job with that. I'm, I'm hard to impress too, but <laughs> I I'm like, oh, another marketplace. And I was like, oh, wait, okay. <laughs> right. Like yeah. This. The market is, we've had so many of them, but I think it's, I think it's a little, yeah, I'm biased, but I think yeah. it's pretty special. It's thinking outside the box, you know? Um, so mm. I know we've been chit chatting. I feel like we can be here forever, but I still have two more 100%. questions. Um, yeah. It. So, we talk uh, often about mass adoption. Oh, NFT mm. mass adoption. I remember all of us sitting watching the Super Bowl last year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the QR code this bouncing around it. the screen. <laughs> yeah. NFT, oh, God. <laughs> not not the best quite moment. A journey. <laughs> yeah. It has been quite a journey, hasn't it? We all sat there watching the Super Bowl, like, yeah, NFT is going to be on the Super Bowl, and now it's going to yeah. be mass adoption, and everybody's going to love NFTs, and, and then the Super Bowl no. ends. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. No. So I think mass adoption will happen. I know it's going to happen eventually. So yeah. what do you think some of the solutions, um, what solutions do you think that can be built? Um to attract mass adoption. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, I think ticketing is gonna be one. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, like you said, I think you talked about um, like not membership. Um, uh, loyalty cards. Well, exactly, loyalty, loyalty cards like and things like that. Products, Starbucks yeah. is doing something like that where yeah, when you are. have their NFT um, and they're not calling it an NFT. <laughs> Cause Which I read the terms and it's like, you're going to be interacting with an NFT, but you won't know you're interacting mm -hmm. with an NFT. I guess that's big brain of them because yeah. they probably have um, customers that are resistant to NFTs. Just, mm -hmm. you know, whatever works. Um, so what do you think some solutions are that will that can be built 
to attract mm -hmm. um, mass adoption? Yeah, it's a big question. I actually wrote a newsletter uh, article on it two, two or three days ago, and mm -hmm. I said that we need education, infrastructure, uh, a mentality shift, and one I didn't oh, yes. say, but I think probably should have been said, is like product market fit, where it's like real products that are actually adding something that saves people time, money, all that kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. education is is big because it's a complicated new technology and area. And we just, I think every project, everyone should, everyone in the space needs to be educating those who are not. Mm -hmm. uh, infrastructure, I think we can all agree, it's just, it's terrible at the moment. It's complicated. MetaMask is not yeah. the best. There's these random mm -hmm. jumbles of letters and numbers and who knows what's happening. And uh, there's warning messages and no one really knows what's going on. And it's all just chaotic. And I think that, uh, it's a fact. It's a side effect of sort of all the early people to the space have been building are like engineers, and they're not designers or user journey experts or anything like that. Yeah. So that will come over the next few years, where the infrastructure just improves and it's easier for people to interact with the blockchain and NFTs. Uh, and then the mentality shift is just this idea that public perception is generally pretty negative against NFTs, and so and but. Yeah. I think for good reason, we have a lot of scams, we have a lot of rug pulls, we have a lot of bad actors in the space. And a lot of the people who I still like, the, the, they're none of those, but when they talk about NFTs, they talk about making money and, and how you can get rich through it, which is, sure, it's one possible outcome, but there's a lot of people out there who, you know, they don't like risk, they don't like gambling, they don't want to like risk their, their mm -hmm. families money on something so crazy and speculative and so i think we need to shift the way we approach it and talk about some of the real use cases and how nfts can just yeah. actually just save you time and money rather than make you millions and get you quick overnight exactly. um, which comes into yeah which comes into the last piece yeah. so like real use cases you're a big brain because exactly <laughs> that's what we <laughs> for real because i feel like you know um you, they say you are what you attract, I guess. And if we keep towing the line of, oh, it's quick money, we're just going to attract scammers and, you know, people mm -hmm. that just want to uh, make quick money and not really trying to build anything. Um, but when we do, like you said, make it useful for people, it's going to inspire more people to say, mm -hmm. oh, wait, this thing helped me. How can I use it to help others? And um, yep. I believe yep. in exactly what you just said. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so my last question um, for the day, <laughs> and it, obviously as an artist, it has to be an art question, yes. Um, so my last question for the day is, how do you think artists can position themselves for success in the NFT space? Because again, like I said earlier, a lot of artists are leaving. Um, it seems like opportunities are not being spread out you tend to see like only the same top five mm. artists or top 10 artists making um, sales or making the money. And it's not trickling down to everybody else. Um, how do you, and that just doesn't help, that doesn't help us at all. Cause it just sets again, yeah. bad examples that, you know, maybe they're just connected and you have to be connected to make it. Um, so why am I here? <laughs> right. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you think artists um, can position themselves for success in the space? So I think that it there are two very different skill sets required to be a successful artist. One is just creating art and the mm -hmm. other is marketing effectively or like getting other people get eyes on your art, getting other people interested in buying it. And not all artists are good at the, the other one and and 
you know, it, it's it's difficult because it is necessary. There's this really incredible pie chart graph that I've I've seen. I can't remember who originally created it, but it's basically artists and and this includes you know musicians and and all sorts of artists. But it's like artists in the 1980s. It's like five percent creating art, ninety five percent sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Artists today, five percent creating art, ninety five percent social media. And it just yeah. goes to show that that's how things have shifted. But uh, and not, not to say that you have to be good at social media, but I think that you do need to sort of understand how to network and get your art in the eyes of other people. And I think it just generally comes mm -hmm. down to networking and just being part of the community. And and it takes time and it takes effort. And it it's it's not about just chilling your art and just like every time you speak, be like, hey, I've created this. Are you interested in buying it? It's about just meaningfully interacting with other people in the community and getting to know them and then yeah. uh one of the beautiful parts about nfts is a that it's it's global so you can find collectors from all around the world and b mm -hmm. the relationship between artist and collector can be a lot more um interactive than in in sort of traditional worlds where maybe you have a website and you sell things people come and buy it you don't really maybe send an email back and forth or a note but with nfts you can you know hop into a twitter space and have a conversation you can have a dis you can be in discord and chatting with someone yeah. and so for both sides of that it's great for collectors they can ask questions and it's great for artists they can also ask questions and interact with, with their collectors and their their potential collectors as well i think so uh I, I, if i had to sum it up in one word it's like it's networking and it mm -hmm. yeah but it has a bit of a negative connotation but it doesn't have to be it's like it can be really fun just to sort of meet other artists meet other collectors appreciate yeah. art see what other people are doing and and support each other out and uh yeah you mentioned discord i know i said that was the last question but um i mean <laughs> do you think mm -hmm. it's important for artists to have a discord no i don't i think mm -hmm. uh at some point for some artists it might begin to make sense but i think for the majority it's a lot of work to keep up a discord and it can be a negative I know, <laughs> it is a lot yeah and if you're not managing it, is, it and someone yeah. joins and then there's no one there it can almost have yeah detrimental effect. yeah that's yeah. I, I think that's one of my problems like i'll hop in discord and i'll see messages from like five days ago and i'm like oh my god i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah I, I i've started i try to move everyone to telegram like maybe it'll mm. be easier to just do telegram and pivot and i'm bad with that too and i'm like you know <sighs> just finding yeah. time to do a billion and one things is it's tough really, it's tough yeah it's really really tough um but yeah so um if there's any last advice if you would like to give anybody in the nft space or looking into getting into the nft space or even the people that fud nfts right <laughs> if there's one advice you would give everyone just here's the word nft what would it be I generally say be patient and and this i think goes for everyone it's it's people tend to want to rush too much when it comes to nfts crypto get well anything really but you know mm -hmm. and, and that's how you make mistakes that hit that's how you lose money that's how you get scammed that's how you buy something that goes to zero uh and get a bad impression of the space and i think that you know nfts is a technology crypto is a technology and it's gonna it's it's inevitable in my mind and in many people's minds and it's gonna be around for years decades centuries forever similar to how the internet mm -hmm. is likely going to be around forever and 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 all of that kind of stuff it's, it'll evolve 
And so I think understanding that this is something monumental and revolutionary uh, and that you don't need to do everything today. You can take the time to understand it slowly. And yeah, generally my advice is to be patient and then just sort of learn at your own pace uh, and, and don't try not to stick your head in the sand too. Just You don't have to jump in head first. You don't have to just keep an open mind and be patient about, about all of this. Yeah. Awesome. Um, how can we join Zen Academy? Yeah, so there, there are a few ways to join. Uh, and actually, in the next few months, we're going to have a, a, an exciting new way to join. But basically, right now, anyone can join the Discord. It's discord.gg forward slash Zen Academy. And, you know, hop in, see what's going on in there. There's a channel everyone can chat in, orientation, we call it, and, and just see what it's about in the Discord. But... Uh, and if you want, you can buy the NFT. There's a token on OpenSea that gets you like full access and some perks like giveaways and some other stuff, uh, some educational courses. I think, though, that Zen Academy is so much more than just a Discord server now, where it's like, that's great, but not everyone likes Discord. And like I said, you know, a lot of people are leaving it and they don't check it. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's like you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Zen Academy underscore. But we actually two weeks ago launched a new initiative that I think is the best way now for anyone that's interested in joining Zen Academy. And it's basically, mm -hmm. if you go to 30 days of NFTs.com and it's this email okay. guide because, you know, 30, an email is that 30, like three zero, uh, three zero. Yep. The, the number okay, 30 the three zero days, days of, of NFTs.com NFTs with an S. Dot com. Okay, yeah. got it. And basically, you just enter your email address, and then every day for 30 days, you'll receive an email from us. Uh, and it's just a bite-sized bit of information on what an NFT is, what a blockchain is, how to get set up with a wallet. And the, the idea is that after 30 days, you should have like a, a decent understanding of this space. And it sort of eases people in because you know, asking people to join a Discord when they've never even heard of Discord before, it's very overwhelming. And even Twitter can be overwhelming. But email is something oh, that's yeah. sort of evergreen. <laughs> Everyone has an email address. Everyone checks the email. Well, <laughs> to differing degrees, but most people <laughs> will will check if they sign up for it. So uh, yeah. I'm really excited for that as being like the entry point into Zen Academy and just into NFTs in general. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so they can follow Zen Academy at Z-E-N Academy underscore underscore on twitter yeah all right perfect how can i follow you uh zeneca underscore 33 and that's z-e-n-a-c-a -A. uh z-e-n-e-c-a zen oh see my spelling zen e-c-a <laughs> underscore 33 okay um z-e-n-e-c-a mm -hmm. underscore mm -hmm. 33 mm -hmm. the number 33 huh. not yeah. 33 spell. perfect all right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much <laughs> for Thank coming you. This was so on much the fun. show today. Yeah, this was so much fun. I enjoyed the conversation. And um, when you have an in real life event close to me, I will be there because I know I'm going to enjoy it. I love um, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show. Yes, everyone, that is going to be it. That was Zeneca with Zen Academy. It was such an awesome conversation. And as you know, I am Tony Payne. Uh, your delectable hostess of the mm -hmm. NFT talk show podcast. If you have not done so already, do not forget to subscribe. What are you waiting for? And if you notice something, we're doing video. <laughs> A lot of people have been asking for this and I've been like, oh gosh, are you going to actually make me shower? And no, I'm kidding. I shower every day. Um, so yeah, we're, we're here. Um, this is 
Zen, this is like our first video podcast. Oh, this is the first one. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. It is. I love it. <laughs> I had, you know, I've been getting so many requests, and finally, I was like, you know what? Y'all win. I give in. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, you're our um, a while back. Breaking, breaking it in. Is that what they call it? Breaking it in. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's going to be more video. <laughs> Oh, Tony. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for everybody um, that have been with us from day one, still listening and just, you know, riding with us. I really appreciate it. And do not forget, subscribe. Do not forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell their whole family member to listen and now watch the NFT talk show podcast. All right. You know what it is. I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.